Limitless Love, September 13. The Conquering Lambs of Love. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or pearl or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Romans eight thirty-five and 37. There are times when it seems to our natural minds that if we walk in love, others will take advantage of us. It will seem that loving those who hate us and mistreat us will make us a victim. But walking in love of God, walking in the love of God, will never make us a victim. It will make us a victor every single time. One of the best modern day examples we ever seen of a man who walks in the power of love is a good friend, Johnny Dodson, a black man who was raised in the midst of racial prejudice in the Deep South. Johnny's father taught him when he was just a child to be merciful towards the children who mistreat him. Their brains overheat in the sunshine because of their white skin, Johnny. He said, they don't have black skin to protect them like you do, so you need to be kind to them and help them. Johnny took his dad at his word and treated his persecutors with such kindness that he won them over and became one of the most popular boys in his school. By the time he realized that his father's words weren't literally true, he already learned the lesson behind them. Love overcomes hostility. Love was beyond defeat. When Johnny Johnson joined the U.S. Army Corps, that understanding carried him to unprecedented success. And it kept him gracious once he achieved it. He tells of a time after he became a secretary of the Navy when a white admiral failed to recognize him. Even after Johnny introduced himself by name, the admiral simply couldn't believe a black man could hold that post. Instead of taking offense and making that man's life miserable, which he could have easily done, Johnny overlooked it and treated him with such respect and love that within days the admiral was on his knees asking Johnny's forgiveness. Of course, Johnny forgave him and led him to the Lord right there. Some people would have said that for a black man to allow a white man of lesser rank to get away with such disrespect was weakness. Some would have said it made Johnny the victim of prejudice. But in the end, because Johnny Johnson walked in love, He wasn't the victim of anything. He was a victor who overcame the evil of prejudice with love. While others accounted him as a sheep for the slaughter, he followed the footsteps of his master and became a conquering lamb of love. Amen. September 14. God's fail-safe plan. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come near thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon, 
Love shall trample under feet because he has set his love upon me. Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Psalm 91 verses 9 through 16. We often think of Psalm 91 as a description of divine protection guaranteed to those who live by faith in God. But it is also a description of the safeguard provided for those who walk in love. Since God is love, the person who dwells in God is one who dwells in love. He is a man who has set his love upon God and who walks in love towards his brothers. 1 John 5.1 God promises the person who abides in love an absolutely fail-safe plan of protection. I first learned about fail-safe technology through my training as a pilot. One particular jet airplane I was type-rated to fly, for example, had a fail-safe mechanism built into its fuel system. It was designed in such a way that if the valve that directed the fuel to various paths of the engine were to fail, it would fall, fail open. It will never fail shut. The system guaranteed you wouldn't find yourself in that airplane at 40,000 feet with the fuel to your engines cut off. It didn't guarantee the valve would never fail, but it did ensure that failure would not be fatal. Even if something went wrong, you would still be protected. That's what walking in the love of God will do for us. It will protect us from our own failures and mistakes. It will provide perfect protection for us, even though we ourselves aren't yet perfect. When we find ourselves in situations where we don't know what to do, if we follow the path of love, we'll be all right. When danger threatens all around and circumstances overwhelm us, if we'll just trust the love of God for us and walk in love towards others, we can rest assured that everything will turn out all right. When we walk in love, we walk with angels at our side and the devil under our feet. Even when the world is shaking around us and every natural guarantee is given away, love will be a refuge that never fails. Amen. September 15th, when the blessing overtakes you. Now it shall be, if you diligently obey the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments, which I command you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. All these blessings will come upon you and overtake you if you obey the Lord your God. Deuteronomy 28, 1 and 2. When we keep God's commandment of love, we don't have to run after the blessing. The blessing will run after us. While we're busy seeking God, finding out what He wants us to do, who He wants us to pray for and encourage, where He wants us to give our, of ourselves and our resources, the blessing will literally come upon us and overtake us. 
I can tell you from experience, letting the blessing overtake you is the best way to increase. It's better than the increase you struggle and strive for because the blessing God sends on you is far beyond anything you ever dreamed of for yourself. Gloria and I, says Kenneth Copeland, began to understand the magnitude of the fact years ago when the Lord began blessing us with some outstanding automobiles. We haven't been using our fate for expensive cars. I was driving a perfectly good pickup truck at that time and enjoying it. But during one of our meetings, a fellow walked up to me and handed me the keys to a brand new Mercedes Benz. I appreciate it, but I couldn't figure out how I ended up with it. I hadn't prayed for it. I never made one confession about it yet. Yet, there it was. If that weren't enough, when we got home from these meetings, there was another one sitting in my driveway. Suddenly, my cars were worth more than my house. It so surprised me that I talked to the Lord about it. What's going on here, I asked. He reminded me of all the vehicles I have given away. When Gloria and I figured it up, we realized that we'd given away something like 17 cars, seven trucks, and seven airplanes at that time. He said, you obey my command. You did what I asked you to do in the area of giving, and my blessing overtook you. So enjoy it. I haven't been counting up those vehicles as I gave them away. I hadn't been in God's face saying, Now I'll show all these cars and trucks as seeds. Now I'll sow, now I have sown all these cars and trucks as seeds. And you better see to it that I get a harvest. No, I never even gave that a thought. I just expected him to meet my needs according to his riches and glory. I figured how he chose to do it. It was his business, not mine. My business is loving people. My business is sharing the word, taking care of the body of Christ and winning souls of to Jesus. If I lend, if I tend to that business, I will always walk in the blessing. Amen. Boy, I got excited about that reading. <laughs> September 16th. Get some satisfaction. God is love. Whoever is born of God does not commit sin. For his seed remained in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. 1 John 4, 8 and 3 and 9. God is love. Again, whoever is born of God does not commit sin. For his seed remained in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. When we live the life of love, we live a sin-free life. Not because we're incapable of sin, but because love dries out all the desires for it. Sin is selfish. It gratifies no one but us, and it always hurts someone. Even sin that no other human being knows about grieves the Holy Spirit. So every kind of sin violates the heart of love. People who try to keep religious commandments just to be right always end up in sin. They end up doing the very thing they're trying not to do. That's because they're still caught in the cycle of selfishness. And in that cycle, sin provides the only satisfaction they can get. 
When we're walking in love, however, we get no thrill out of self-gratification. We find no satisfaction there. Love gets gratification from giving. The more you walk in love, the more addicted you become to doing good for others. You actually get hooked on blessing them. 1 Corinthians 16.15 tells us of a group of believers who walked in love so much they actually addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. I understand that the most gratifying moments in my life had been when the compassion of God was flowing through me in the strongest degree. I remember one meeting when the Holy Spirit moved on me to minister to people with AIDS. The love of God was so strong in my heart, it wasn't enough for me just to pray for them. I ended up putting my arms around each one and hugging them, even though several of them didn't look very huggable. Later, we heard from one who had called to ask for a tape of the service and to tell us he was totally healed. I think of times when the compassion of God hit me as it did that day. I stood by the bedside of a delirious woman whose eyes were blinded and whose legs were full of gangrene because of diabetes. The love of God roared through me like a freight train, and before I knew what I was doing, I was shouting at the disease, commanding it in the name of Jesus as I stood there. I watched her legs begin to turn from the deadly black to a healthy pink. I had the privilege of witnessing her blind eyes once again begin to see. I'd rather have five minutes operating in the compassion and anointing of God than be the wealthiest man in the world. I wouldn't give up a second for it for some stupid sin. It isn't worth it at all. After all, what does sin have to offer? If you're born of God, walking in love provides the only real satisfaction there is. Amen. September 17. Be totally carefree. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Once you begin to walk in love, trusting God's love for you and giving that love to others, you will have the most wonderfully peaceful life you can imagine. You'll be totally free from fear and worry. When a care comes to your mind, you can roll it over on the Lord, knowing that He cares for you. That's the way you and I were divinely designed to live. Our minds weren't created to deal with the pressure or figure out how to protect ourselves from every possible situation. Our bodies weren't designed to handle the stress caused by anger, frustration, and fear. Those things will kill us. We break down under the strain of them because we weren't made to live that way. We were made to live in the atmosphere of love, but staying in the atmosphere takes practice. We have to practice casting our cares on the Lord. And then we must discipline ourselves to keep from going back and picking them up again. We have to take authority over our minds and refuse to touch those cares with our thought lives anymore. 
I heard a story about a one strong man of faith who was faced with a handful of bills that had no, he had no money to pay. He already committed the matter to the Lord. So when someone picked up those bills, waved them in his face, he asked what he was doing to do about them. He didn't even flinch. He just picked them up, threw them in the air, and said, I already rolled that care over on the Lord. Then he walked off. The man was a minister who spent his life loving and serving people. He had faith in God's love, so he acted on that faith. Sure enough, a few hours later, those bills were paid. Some might say that's irresponsibility, but it is not. Walking in love and trusting God is the most responsible thing you can do. Yeah, yeah, but Brother Copeland, you might say, don't we have to be sure we're going to do the right thing in the situation? Love is the right thing. If you're walking in it, you will make the wisest possible decisions. You'll bring the power of God to bear on the situation. And by trusting God's love, you'll keep the door of faith open for Him to work. Why walk the floor and worry when you can walk in love and be carefree? Once you do it, you'll see it's the most wonderful way to live. Amen and amen. September 18th. Put fear on the run. And it shall be when you are come nigh unto the battle that the priest shall approach and speak unto the people and shall say unto them, Hear, O Israel, you approach this day unto battle against your enemies. Let not your hearts faint. Fear not and do not tremble. Neither be you terrified because of them. For the Lord your God is he that goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. Deuteronomy 20 verse 2 through 4. The Bible clearly tells us that perfect love casts out all fear. But even when you're walking in love, fear won't necessarily go without a fight. Just as we have to resist everything else, the devil would try to force on us fear. Fear has to be vigorously resisted when it rears its head. We must refuse it and cast it out out of our lives. If you study the Greek phrase translated cast out, cast all you find it carries the idea of powerful movement, of throwing or propelling. Love doesn't just show fear the door, it throws fear out on its ear. Why does love cause us to treat fear like that? Because fear flies in the face of the God we love. Fear flees in the face of the God we love. Fear calls him a liar and says, God isn't perfect to protect you in this situation. You can't trust him to care for you. What will you do if someone came in your house and said that those kind of things about your husband or your wife? How would you respond to such insults? If you had any courage, you'll throw them out of your house. That's what we have to do with fear. We throw it out of our lives. We stop using fear to express ourselves. We stop talking about it. Life, it is a normal thing. Instead, we rebuke it. 
We stand against it with the word of God and we absolutely refuse to act on it. When she was a young child, Lindsay, one of my granddaughters, contracted a deadly kind of meningitis. By the time my daughter Kelly got her to the hospital, Lindsay was already delirious and slipping into unconsciousness. The doctors told Kelly that several children had recently died at the hospital from the same disease and that Lindsay most likely would die too if she lived. They said she would most certainly suffer brain damage, hearing loss, and various other terrible effects. Every parent knows the kind of fear that attacks at times like that. It comes with a vengeance to rob us of our fate and steal our victory. But Kelly loved Lindsay too much to give in to it. She was not about to trade the faith she needed to stand on the word of her daughter's life, to indulge in a few minutes of fear. Instead of crying, wringing her hands, saying, Dear heavens, Lindsay, going to die, what are we going to do? Kelly stood up right in the midst of the mess and declared, I will not fear. I will not fear. Say it with me. I will not fear. When she did, the power of God backed her her decision up, and she, along with our other families and friends, fought the good fight of fate and won. As a result, Lindsay is alive and well today. Love won the victory and put fear on the run. Amen. Thank you for listening today. God bless you. May the blessings of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. May the blood of Jesus, we plead the blood of Jesus on your forehead, on your hands, on your heart, in your mind, in your consciousness. Hallelujah. We cover you with the blood of Jesus Christ that you'll be safe from fear. You'll be walk in love and act in love in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen and amen. Be blessed.